Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. Back, everybody. Snow is melted. Middle of the week. Mm-hmm. A little warmer out there. A little foggy, though. A little foggy. A little foggy. A few patches of uh, fog out there, depending on where you are. And they could be dense in some spots. You'll be driving, there'll be nothing, and then all of a sudden you hit a wall. Uh, so we'll have steady rain this morning, and that'll continue this afternoon. Is a little more scattered. Again, the the fog advisory, I think, remains in effect till 10, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, your daytime high around 53, right now 47 at Q102. Oscar nominations are out. We talked about it a little bit near the end of the show yesterday. But uh, it sounds like the patriarchy has struck again. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that, plus which Golden Globe winner hit In-N-Out Burger right after the awards. And what did Sofia Vergara change about her appearance to make it in Hollywood? So a bunch of random e-news stuff to get you caught up on in the world of pop. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. feel confident on your second date with help from the plastic surgery group schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com surgery has an art compliment day Richie, your hair looks uh, lovely and flat <laughs> today thank you jeff thank you very much yeah. for the compliment i'm uh, fixing my hair i have a video nice shoot today at christ hospital so I'm hoping that it survives the wet weather. I'm spending all this time flat and ironing it. Flat ironing curly hair in wet weather. That's funny. We'll see how it goes. All right. Uh, What do we have here? Bunch of e-news stuff. We'll try to get to as much as we can here before the break. We got Sofia Vergara, uh, the Golden Globe winner who hit In-N-Out Burger. We'll get to that as well. But first, let's begin with... The man, the patriarchy, the snub. Yeah, he did it again. They did it again. The whole system just messed up. So the Oscar nominees uh, announced yesterday. And Barbie, she got nominated for Best Picture. But director director Greta Gerwig and star Margot Robbie both got snubbed. But Ryan Gosling got nominated. Of course he did. Isn't that what the whole movie's about? The whole movie's about Barbie and not Ken. And Ken got nominated. It's about About Ken. Ken. All right. So before anybody gets too worked up, this point does need to be made. America Ferrara got a nod for Best Supporting Actress. True. So a woman was recognized for it. But people are are freaking out. And Ryan even issued a statement saying he was disappointed that Greta and Margot weren't nominated. In all, Barbie got eight. Uh, Oppenheimer leads the pack with 13. Well, hold on. Before you, you know, one one credit that Barbie got was Best Adapted Screenplay, which I thought 
is one of the strongest aspects of that whole movie. You know, the, the treatment that they took, they took that story, they took that franchise and they mm-hmm. turned it into what it was. And that in and of itself, I think was pretty amazing. And so Greta and her husband, uh, Noah's his name, I guess, yeah. did get nominated for that. For that. So I feel like a lot of the awards were appropriate. I mean, ask. see, you haven't seen the movie. I would ask you two who have seen the movie. Do you think Margot Robbie's acting chops were really challenged in that role? I feel like she is an inner Barbie. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's who she is, is like a person. Right. So maybe it was like comparable, but I don't know. I really felt like she did kind of get snubbed just because of how That she should have at least gotten nominated. It's so massive. I mean, look how many people went back to the theater for that movie. I hadn't been to the movie theater since Top Gun. And then went and saw that. But when you look at like who she was up against and yeah. against in terms of actresses, I just think they're she nailed it. She nailed no Barbie, question. But I don't know if that was the most challenging role of her. Right, career. that's kind of what I'm saying. And it, but it does suck to your point, Jen, that Greta Gerwig didn't yeah, get a nod like for best director. Too. I feel like she I don't should. know. Is that a fair way to judge that though? I mean, it, so what if you're really close to the role if you do a brilliant job in it? Yeah, but that's what I was going to say. That feels like that's how it is for anyone that that's ever played like Robert De Niro when he plays a gangster. Easy. What's the other guy that played? I mean, my- you could you could argue Leonardo DiCaprio in the majority of the roles that he's ever. Yeah, Great Gatsby isn't that's that how far his real life from? Is. <laughs> I'm actually surprised Barbie was up for any of it because usually it's all that snobby. Oh, we're Hollywood. We're art. We're artists. Yeah. And here's some, you know, like it's usually that kind of stuff. stuff that nobody all the movies sees. that nobody's seen. So well, I was surprised that they were actually in there. Yeah, but Tim, that's why years ago they expanded it to be like 10 motion picture nominees was because of that very reason. Because someone complained? Yeah, because they wanted to put in some pop culture well, movies. I remember. And they wanted people to watch the show. Yeah. yeah, because that's, you know, nobody, if you've never heard of the movies that are being nominated and talked about, it's not a very fun show to watch. I, I mean... Annette Benning got nominated for Nyad, Lily Gladstone for Killers of the Flower Moon, uh, Sandra Hewler for Anatomy of a Fall. She was very good in that. So it was Carrie Mulligan and Maestro, Emma Stone and Poor Things. So I don't know. I, I mean, I suppose you could, you know, I'm not saying that Margot Robbie's not great, but what did her performance warrant the kind of gravitas that some of these actresses yeah. did in their roles? Well, as far as other thing, other movies that were nominated a bunch, so Oppenheimer got 13, Poor Things, 11, Killers of the Flower Moon, 10. Uh, yeah, including Best Actress for Lily Gladstone, who's now the first Native American with an acting nomination. Got Martin Scorsese, holds the record for the most Best Director nominations for a living person. Steven Spielberg is second, but they're both behind William Wyler. William Wyler. Who what did William Wyler? Who's I don't know if I've ever heard that. Is name that like before. an old movie guy? He's got twelve. Hmm. Another snub could be Leonardo oh. DiCaprio did not get nominated for his starring turn in Killers of the Flower Moon. William Wyler is a German American film director. He did things like Ben Hur, oh. a lot of stuff from oh. the thirties, forties, and fifties, Weathering Weathering Heights. Way back. Yeah. Okay. So he died in 1981. The Color Purple got one nomination. That was for Best Supporting Actress for Danielle Brooks. Movies that got shut out completely. Saltburn, Air, All of Us Strangers, Priscilla, Origin, Wonka, Asteroid City, and The Iron Claw. I thought Air was such a good movie. That was the Michael Jordan movie, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked that one, too. I mean, I don't know if it would have 
I don't know. Do you guys think that one should have been nominated? Have you seen it? I haven't seen it. Oh, I, it's really good. It's really good. It's, it's, I don't know. You learn something from it. It's, it's informative, but also a good movie. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. All I right. Well, Matt Damon did good in that. March 10th, Jimmy Kimmel hosting. Okay. Quick break here. Uh, speaking of award shows, the Golden Globe winner who hit In N Out Burger right after the awards. And why not? This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. So earlier this month, actor Paul Giamatti went viral for hitting up an In-N-Out Burger in Los Angeles after winning Best Actor at the Golden Globes. I mean, yeah. why wouldn't you? Don't a lot of stars, I mean, don't the, don't a lot of them, because, you know, they've been starving themselves for weeks leading yeah. up to the awards to fit into their gowns. Don't they usually hit the In-N-Out Burger or yes. something similar immediately Although, following? I don't think Paul Giamatti is as uh, <laughs> concerned about that. Concerned about his waistline? I, th- I think yeah. his stomach's probably already used to ground beef. Yeah, I think yeah, so. I think you're probably so. right. Yeah. But I think Jen's right. Doesn't it feel like after the Oscars, what was her name? Hillary Swank. Isn't that where she went when she won and then just ate like a giant burger? Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. Uh, but he anyway, he won for Best Actor at the Golden Globes for his role in The Holdovers. He's also got an Oscar nomination for that. But he says the whole in and out thing was was funny. And I'm glad people enjoyed it. I'm just fascinated by the whole idea of what goes viral and what does not. And Get I'm in line, us too. Sort of puzzled <laughs> yeah. as to why this did. So true. Uh, he says, and you know, I love In and Out Burger, so it's always a good plus to plug In and Out. As far as Paul's go to order, he says it's pretty basic. He says, uh, I do the double double with raw onions, nothing fancy, no animal style. You know, that's kind of boring, but uh, just like to keep it simple. Oh, that sounds good. Animal style for anybody who's never been in and out means you get your burger with mustard grilled into it, plus extra Thousand Island special sauce, pickles, and caramelized onions. I was going to say, that's where they put the crazy cooked onions on there. Right. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Okay, so you know Gwyneth Paltrow has her holiday goop guide. Well, did you know that there is a Valentine's Day one as well? <gasps> Actually, no. I was at their website right now looking at it. Yeah, the Goop 2024 Valentine's Day gift guide is here. And there's a special kind of ring that's available, like a ring for your finger. Oh, really? Yes. I and thought it, you meant a different kind of no, ring. No, it is for your finger. She does. And, ah. Uh, okay. Ring. Uh-huh. It goes, it's a bullet-shaped toy attached to a ring that goes right on your finger and it's $195. Oh my goodness. And it says it will bring a little buzz and warmth wherever your hand wanders. Hmm. Well, that sounds exciting. So if you're looking for something a little new and different this year, 
I was more That's one option. Hoping somebody would get me the overnight stay in Denali National Park for ninety seven thousand dollars. That. that could be fun too. <laughs> that does sound nice. Yeah. Three nights. I want to be a buyer for goop. Yeah, uh, for, for their gift guides. I want to be the person that goes shopping around looking for the items to include in the gift guide. Well, you know what will remove that you from that fun. immediately is the beginner's oyster shucking kit. That's I mean, I could, yeah, I, I could pick that out for somebody else. <laughs> I wouldn't say that that would be what I would want. But, yeah, I would love to create her item list. I just, when I look at some of these things, though, I'm like, they're so expensive. Jeez, you know she's selling them. Well, she has a lip compact, which essentially is two different, like a lip moisturizer and then like a tent for $88. Somebody's buying it. The Burst Beeswax 5 for what? It's like $10 for five tubes. Yeah. There's a flogger on here. Well, of course there is. Well, I'm just going to be paying special attention to the rings people are wearing around the building. You're going to be noticing that. That's right. Mm -hmm. Maybe you should put Uh, that in the old uh, bank for Jen's birthday. Like your uh, bullet-shaped ring there. Nice. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Most of the time you hear of aspiring actresses dyeing their hair blonde or Mm -hmm. even red to get ahead, to get noticed. But not Sofia Vergara. She decided to go. Did you know that she's a natural blonde? A lot of people oh don't know God. that. Mm-mm. Sophia Vergara is a natural blonde. It doesn't natural seem like blonde. that should wow. fit her, though, because she's had that dark hair forever. That's that's all you've ever seen her, right? Yeah. Well, she says the way I looked was not the way that Hollywood really saw Latina women. Uh, they were expecting a more dark-haired woman sure that makes sense and it was difficult like she'd go out on these auditions and you know the casting directors would be kind of confused and be like you know this woman she sounds like a latin woman but she's blonde so she says dyeing her hair completely changed all that mm-hmm. totally worth the risk because it got her the gig on modern family which Hey. I mean, that lasted 11 years yeah of 11 years of steady work she did all right there and at the end of the day that's all it was. Hair. Yeah. It's not like I was cutting my fingers off, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just a simple dye job. Crazy. I can't imagine anybody else playing that role of Gloria oh, on Modern no. Family other than her. It was yeah. just so, it was too perfect so for good. her. Well, she's got that new show now where she's playing a drug dealer. Like mm-hmm. a drug, oh, drug, yeah. drug Like she's the cartel person. Yeah, that cartel. looks amazing. It looks really good. I think it's on Netflix. Yeah. That looks really good. She mm. looks like she could also be the perfect badass. Yes. Yeah. 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 Jen, did you see, though, that she's on the cover of People magazine? We talked about this a little bit yesterday. I didn't know if you saw it, that she revealed the reason her and Joe broke up was because he wanted to have children and she didn't. Mm. Like, she felt like she she's was... She's well into her 40s, well, isn't see, she? Well, see, and that's, she was like, you know what? It's for some people out there, but it just wasn't for me. And yeah. when he came uh. home and was like, I really, really want to be a dad, you know, she's like... I've already done that because she has an older child. She has an adult yeah. child, doesn't she? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so wow. if you want to read that, it's on the cover. By the way, I mentioned this yesterday, but I didn't have audio to back it up. The, the Chiefs-Bills game on Sunday night. Turns out it was the most watched NFL divisional playoff game in history. They had 50.4 million viewers. I mean, that's a huge wow. number by television. By today's television standards. Oh that God, is yeah. a lot. Is yeah. it because of Taylor Swift? Uh, well, it might have had something to do with it. In case you missed it, during the game, for the second time, Tony Romo 
commentator jumped the gun on Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift already being married when they showed Taylor celebrating in a skybox with Travis's shirtless brother Jason standing behind her. Romo said this to Jim Nance. Buffalo beat the Chiefs back in December. <laughs> There's your brother-in-law right behind you. <laughs> Did you hear that? I'm like, he just said brother-in-law. Yeah. Maybe he's joking. You think he's joking? Well, that's that's what we were debating yeah. at home. You think, think that so. just slipped it? Because I would have said that and then caught myself and be like, well, you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. I think he's doing it just to see if he can go viral. And he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. They had the little girl. We talked about this a little bit yesterday. Oh, but on the on, Today Show. On the Today Show yesterday, they had the little girl, Jen. I don't know if you saw it, but Jason Kelsey at some point, like, jumped out of the suite window that he was in and he went down into the stands mm-hmm. and he picked up this little girl that was holding a I love Taylor Swift sign and then he took her back up to the window and kind of showed Taylor like look here's your fan or whatever mm-hmm. and they had that little girl on the Today Show yesterday and she said that going into the game she told all of her friends I'm going to see Taylor Swift today I'm going to meet Taylor Swift today That's and they were like well how did you know and she was like I just had a positive attitude about it. And look That's what funny. happened. It was That's amazing. So That's great. And they finally did share what, like, Taylor was getting a little bit of heat because she didn't walk over to the window to say hello to the little girl. Mm-hmm. But they did share, actually, a video of her, like, waving and saying hello. So she mm-hmm. was acknowledged. Yeah. She wasn't ignoring the girl. She was ignoring her brother-in-law, Jason. Yes, who exactly. Was, who was <laughs> just she's a handful. so annoying these days. Yeah. Oh, my God, Travis, I cannot. <laughs> yeah. You like, know what else is <laughs> not in the same box. The other <laughs> funny thing about that moment is everyone's talking about Kelsey or uh, Kylie, who is um, Jason's wife. And I guess she was like, Jason, get your ass back in here. <laughs> was like yelling at him across everybody because he kept hopping out the window. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. All right, so The Rock showed up on WWE Monday Night Raw a few weeks ago, teased to return to the ring. But it looks like something bigger was in the works. He has joined the board of directors at TKO, which is the company that owns both the WWE and the UFC. And he said, I'm very humbled to have a seat at the table that has decades of history and family legacy for me, table that my family helped to build. Here is part of the deal. He gets $30 million in stock and the full rights to his nickname, The Rock. WWE still has to license to use it for certain products for 10 years. During that time, The Rock can't license it to any business that competes with TKO. So he's in business. Hmm. So if you are a WWE fan, uh, it was announced yesterday that Raw is moving to Netflix in 2025. So now you're going to have to start buying a subscription to watch it. If you don't have one already. So this is opening the door. You can call this a sport for sports going to streaming. Sports entertainment. Yep. Yeah. Going to, yep, so you're going to have to start paying, which is something we have discussed before about football games all ending up on streaming services at some point. You know, the good part about this, though, is that, that Raw's only going to be on Netflix. With the NFL, you have to go from whatever to Peacock to, Prime, to, Pro- to Prime. Amazon. It's like if they just partnered with one person i feel like it might get less heat mm-hmm. versus being all over the place right this is the jeff and jen morning show on q102
Bailey. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Bailey. Welcome to Jeff Hello. and James Faker for Real. How are you? I am doing well. I was in the shower and I was listening and I heard the Dracula tickets for the prize and I was so excited. So I tried to call and look, I got through. And look at you. Meant to I be. know. Are you standing with the yeah. towel wrapped around you Do you need you right a moment now? to grab a towel? <laughs> no, I mean, that, that was a solid like 10 minutes ago. So oh, I mean, I was gotcha. on my way out anyway. Okay. okay, good. Good. All right. So here we go. Which one is it, Bailey? We're on a time crunch. Is it A, a guy got kicked off a plane for loudly farting to annoy people? Is it B, a woman got kicked out of a five-star restaurant for hawking loogies into their fancy napkins? Or C, man asked to leave Applebee's after removing his shoes and pouring beer on his bare feet? Oh, God. Uh, I actually don't know, but I'm going to guess C. C? No, it's not C. Ah, darn. Okay. It's the farter. Zay. Hey, oh my I God, was going to say that, but yes. I was like, that can't be real. I know. <laughs> now, the best comment we saw about this online was... The plane ran into some unexpected flatulence. <laughs> Someone on Reddit posted a crazy story about something that supposedly happened on an American Airlines flight from Phoenix to Austin last week. The plane was still at the gate when the person noticed a disgruntled passenger. Okay. They described as, as maybe hungover. Everyone had just boarded. And the guy was already arguing with another passenger. And then suddenly the guy said, oh, you thought that was rude? Well, how about this? And he loudly passed gas. <laughs> now, if I'm people? in an argument with someone and that's their response, <laughs> I, I'm going to just, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to laugh. Yeah, I'm yeah. just. They win. Just, yes. They win. I cannot top that. Yeah. Uh, the person who posted about it referred to him as Fart Man. So we're going to follow oh, his God. lead here. But anyway, they say that Fart Man started complaining about the smell of some food another passenger brought on board. So someone told him to uh, knock it down a notch. Take it down. And a notch. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's funny. Fart Man called them low class. <laughs> uh, they fired back with, well, you're back here in economy with the rest of us. <laughs> At that point, a flight attendant stepped in and said, all right, everyone, that's enough. Uh, and the plane started taxiing. Everybody settled down. It was quiet. This is the part where I usually doze off when the plane is taxiing before it even takes off. Yeah. Just that. Oh, we're taxiing. We're getting in line. We're waiting for our turn. Uh -huh. Minutes later, the plane stops. The pilot comes over the loudspeaker and said, ladies and gentlemen, we got to head back to the gate. They kicked Fart Man off the plane. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. He's in trouble. So he Could left. you imagine how mad you would be, too? Right. He left without causing another scene, but the person who posted about it said everyone was relieved that he wouldn't be on the flight and that the airline handled it very well. They were only delayed about 30 minutes. Yeah. That's not bad. That's not terrible. Yeah, so if there's anyone in the airline industry who maybe has worked as a flight attendant or a pilot, you know, for one of the major carriers, I would be curious. Is there some kind of penalty if they're late? Because I'm trying to think of the airline. I can't remember if it was SAS, uh, Scandinavian Airlines we flew, if it was KLM, Air France, or one of them. I had read somewhere that if they're late, they don't get paid. 
Oh, really? Yeah, which I think, like, it's bad enough that they don't get paid until the plane starts moving, Mm -hmm. until, like, the doors are closed and the plane starts moving. So all that prep work they don't get paid for, which I think is so messed up. That is Mm -hmm. messed up. That, that, That whole system they have for compensating their flight attendants. Why would Doesn't they not get right. paid if they're late? Like yeah. that's that's. I, I, mean, I wonder if that's like a European Union thing yeah. as an incentive to make sure, make sure airlines, you know, right. don't yeah, mess around. Weather and stuff like that—that's not things that are control. out of their control, yeah. right? And I, I could be wrong about that, but that's why I'm putting it out there. If someone who actually works in the industry and is aware and is up on these things, you know, maybe shoot us a Facebook message or a yeah or an email and. Let us know, because I'd be curious. Yeah, you know Ugh. to see. I just that's just one of that's one of those jobs I could just never do. I could never be a flight attendant. Well, and never, they get ever, paid ever, next ever, to ever, nothing. Ever, I don't think they get ever. paid a lot of money, do they? Yeah, I uh, I don't know. It has to be worth it. what they put up with. Yeah, it has to be worth their while. Some somewhere been because in it for a people long do time it are making all right money. They doing okay. You just got to hang in long enough, and probably most people don't want to do that. Just like radio. Yeah. Well, plus I think it's one of those things, too, where you want to see the world, and it's a great way to do that. Like, there was a girl that used to- get a lot of travel perks. Yeah, there was a girl, uh, Cassidy, who used to work here in our promotions department. She left and became a flight attendant, and I love following where she is. Like, Mm -hmm. she'll be- you know, she'll have like a three three night stay, overnight stay in Paris or something, but she'll travel all over Europe yeah. in those three days. Wow. Yeah. Stuff like that. It's pretty cool. Speaking of flying, Frontier Airlines is adding nonstop flights to and from CBG to New York and Minneapolis. Uh, New York City flights begin April 10th, and you'll be able to fly to New York on Frontier daily. Wow, really? Yes, also flights to Minneapolis begin May 16th and will be offered three times a week. That's exciting. Uh. Uh, This in the heel. Oh, and they got $19 fares available for those flights, and tickets must be purchased by midnight January 25th. So 11.59, I assume that's p.m. Eastern time on January 25th. Uh, fares are available for nonstop flights on Monday through Thursday and Saturday through June 5th of 2024. Tickets must be bought 14 days in advance. Round trip purchase is not required. That would be fun to just, you know, look at the flights and be like, hey, you guys want to go to New York today? Let's roll. Let's go yeah, up and have no some kidding. pizza and come back. That sounds like <laughs> fun. I mean, right? Yeah, that's all part of, um, you know, Frontier's effort to, like, increase their presence at CBG. Uh, they're building that maintenance hub i guess and facility for you know their employees to work out of so mm-hmm. feels like they're further entrenching themselves in cincinnati which is good that only means that there are probably more non-stop flights to come very cool yep. maybe to la jen maybe i know i, <laughs> I had know. that thought jen's trying to, trying to book, to book a, flight a flight to los angeles and like leave it to jen to leave on like the one day that they don't that you can't find a non-stop flight to la right well, now I don't like the flights I did choose because the on the way home, coming from Chicago to here, it's a small plane. There's only like 23 rows and only four seats in each row. That's a little plane. Easy on, easy off. Uh, yeah, but... The, da, 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 da. Yeah, but it's here to <laughs> Chicago. That's like going... It's not very far. You know, it doesn't even really get to, thir- what is it, 36,000 feet, right? Don't you just kind of stay around 20? It's, it's, I I've, love the small planes, but yeah. I'm not a large man. I know, I know for big dudes, it's not always the best. Yeah. 
I've taken that flight before. It, it's so fast. You won't even realize won't that you're even in a small plane. Correct. Just put in your earbuds, flip on a show, and you'll be good to go. And just be fine. Yeah. yeah. Take a deep breath. You're really good at breathing. <laughs> I am good at breathing when I think about it. Right? <sighs> <sighs> so earlier this month, we had a list of predictions about 2024 that were made in 1924. Mm-hmm. 100 years ago. And more of those are making the rounds online. Ten other things that people thought that we would see by now. These are people in 1924 yeah. predicting what life would be like in the world in 2024. I love these. These are fun. Some were serious predictions and fairly spot on. But mm-hmm. some some were also not so good. Uh, beds. They predicted that beds would have the ability to launch kids up and onto their feet in the morning. And then a flying bus would pick them up and get them to school in two minutes flat. Wouldn't that be fun? Wouldn't you love to be the person working the button that flings your kid out of bed in the morning? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that didn't quite pan out the way they thought. Uh, Another prediction from 1924 said that by 2024, the muscles in our legs would have atrophied from never being used, all thanks to the invention of cars. Oh, yeah, that's like what they say about living in space. You know, think of the muscular atrophy. Yeah. That you'd experience. It's true. Um, you'd have to work out all the time just to stay ahead of it, I would think, right? Yeah. Traveling to other planets would be easy and common. They compared it to crossing the Atlantic Ocean in 1924. Mm-hmm. We're getting there. Right. Flying clothing. How about this? Someone predicted we'd all be basically wearing suits that made us fly everywhere. God, that'd be cool, too. <laughs> now, I'd want to flow, but at a very, I mean, I don't want to fly high. If I'm just wearing a suit that allows me to fly, yeah. I want to fly just a few feet off the ground. Right. I don't want to be, you know, 100 feet in the air and flying. No, I hear you. You want to hover? Like, like well, just, just enough hover, to but, leave you know, the ground, but not, not it, so high you can't make it through the door. Right. Would you fly from here to L.A.? <laughs> yourself oh that might be a bit far better bundle up <laughs> it might take yeah the chicago flight might i can handle bit. on my own but uh, not the la <laughs> yeah uh no someone actually predicted that we'd be all wearing suits that made us fly everywhere jetpacks of course exist now they're just not all that common but we're not quite flying clothing yet uh another one is that concerts would be happening remotely this one did happen they predicted that bands wouldn't have to tour if they didn't want to that their live performances could reach people right at home. And yeah. while they may not have known the means in which that would be accomplished, it happened. Sure. Uh, they also predicted in 1924 that by now, 100 years later, we would have run out of diamonds. Mm. The jewelers thought there wouldn't be any left and that we'd be making synthetic gems out of sugar. Well, we have not run out yet, but synthetic diamonds are a big business now. Mm-hmm. Uh, New York City. The prediction was that New York City would have 30 million people by 2024, and Canada would have 100 million. But the real numbers are actually around 8 million in New York and 40 million in Canada. And I also read somewhere that the, like 95% of the population in Canada live within 100 miles oh, of yeah. the U.S. border. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Wow. Wow. I still have Banff on my list, you guys. Hell yeah. I've been talking to you a little bit about it off the air, but since you brought up Canada, every time I hear about it, I feel like it's another sign that I'm supposed to go. Sure. 
Yeah, you haven't booked anything for that yet, have you? No, but I did book the Niagara Falls trip. But while I was doing my research on Niagara Falls, I think because I was looking at Canada, all this stuff for Banff keeps coming up. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're going to get uh, bombarded. L- Lake Louise, that's where I need to go. I don't know why it's calling me there, but it is. Okay, this is crazy. In 1924, they predicted that by 2024, radios would be extinct. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, well, that didn't happen. There you go. Well, Thank actual, goodness. Maybe they meant like actual radios. Like people are now listening on other devices, you know? Maybe the physical that, radio. The yeah. physical radio. But every time when you think of all the technological advancements like television, they said, oh, that's the end of radio. I meant to show. Everything has been the end of radio. I forgot to text. Video killed the radio star, Jeff. Yep. I forgot you to know? text this. I was going to text this yesterday to Tim and Jeff. So yesterday I had to go to the dentist and my dad works close to my dentist. So I just popped by and was like, hey, dad, what are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Look at this old school radio that he listens. Is it a boombox? Oh, it is like, oh, yeah. I don't even know what, it's like, I don't even know what that is. Yeah, it's like a, it's almost like a desktop. He was like a shelf system. Kind of, yeah, like a shelf With system. removable speakers. Yeah. yeah. Removable speakers. And it had like a, yeah. a three CD disc changer at the top. Right. And it sounded horrible. Like it had all this static. I'm like, what are you listening to? So he was like, you know, for my birthday, I could maybe get one of those Alexas and I could just tell it that I want to listen to you guys. That's funny. <laughs> I was like, huh. sold. Yeah, I think radio survived television. Yeah. Uh, survive satellite. What else did we survive? We survived the internet. You know, we've, we've had to adapt. Oh, yeah. Well, now we're on the internet. Well, they put those. And the radio. Research out every year. Like, how many Americans listen to the radio every day? And it's always close to 90%. Yeah. yeah. Which is. Podcast, we thought. More than any know. other thing out yep. there. Right. Uh, in 1924, people predicted then that men would finally stop wearing corsets. Uh, Could you? I can't picture either one of you two in a corset. Can you? Well, evidently, girls in corsets were somewhat common for men in 1924. That may explain why, like, in all the photos from back in those days, you know, men are, like, their posture is impeccable. Oh, yeah. And they look like they're in pain. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody looked comfortable. Well, I think they, no one smiled because they, like, the photo itself took a longer like yeah, they, they couldn't move. Right. They had to stay like still. Like the shutter was open for a long time mm. in order for it to make the impression, I guess, on the film. And so they had to hold completely still for a long period of time. And I guess that's where girdles and corsets were helpful. <laughs> but uh, no, we don't wear those anymore. Although we do have compression garments like Spanx and things like that. Oh, boy, do we. Yeah. Lots of them. So anyway, I always find those to be. Mm-hmm. You know, like, where will we be 100 years from now? <laughs> this is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. So, Megan Mitchell. <laughs> Hi, Megan. <laughs> Welcome home. Megan Mitchell. I should say News 5's Megan Mitchell. So the, 
you know, in case you don't watch that channel. <laughs> Although right I don't there. know why you wouldn't. <laughs> right. Uh, Megan Mitchell went away for about a year to work to take a job in Dallas, Texas. <laughs> and here she is back a year later. How long did you work here before you left? Uh, six and a half years. Six okay. and a half years, Tim. I mean, I'm just looking at everyone because <laughs> I sat in this very same seat exactly a year ago yeah. in one month and was like, bye, see you never. <laughs> and here we are again. Yeah. Now, for the benefit of every, for people who don't know you, you're an anchor and reporter on yes, Channel 5. Channel 5. And we can watch you when. So every morning, I'm now weekdays. I know a lot of people had watched the weekend show for, you know, the six and a half years I was on that. And that's a... That's a marathon of a show. It's like eight hours per weekend. This is like, you got to get up early. We're going to start your day and we're going to start it right. Yeah. <laughs> and so you, you had been doing that for about six and a half years here in Cincinnati. You're originally from Connecticut? Originally from Connecticut. Random. Yeah. Is, did you always want to get into television? I would say since I was a freshman in high school. So it wasn't like I was the third grader writing like, oh, I want to be on TV. But once I really kind of examined, okay, what am I kind of good at? And it was talking to people, writing. I loved editing video. It was like, this all seems like it fits. Yeah, this could be my thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Were you a naturally born performer? I would say. Were you say, in the drama club and stuff and chorus? I, I did do that. Um, I would force my parents. Like, there are like five days in a row. And we could see via the timestamp on the VCRs from when I was four. <laughs> where I just said, all right, I'm going to do a show and would force my parents, who at the time I was an only child because my sister was born that year. Um, they would just watch me do these shows on like the chimney, like balcony uh -huh. thing. Right. And um, they were horrible shows. But my parents, for better or for worse, hyped me up. You guys. Yeah. I mean, they were like, wow. And that's like what you do when you do it real good. I'm like, wow. this is. So let's just say the ego is in place for everything to work out. That's yeah. funny. That's so, great. so eventually you got into broadcast journalism and you yes, made your way to Cincinnati. The best place ever. I know. What was that transition like? I mean, with the first time you moved away from home, what was that like? Where did you go and you guys, that was pretty bad. Um, it was North Dakota. <laughs> well, that's how you start. I and mean, that's, that's it. Exact. That's the that's the stuff we heard in radio too. You're going to start out in these really small markets, and you're going to move every two, three years. It's and the thing. Work your yeah. way up, and that's exactly what I did. Mm -hmm. And um, so I spent two and a half years in Bismarck, North Dakota. Um, <laughs> that sounds fabulous. It was one. That's <laughs> the so way to it. It interpretation. Experience. <laughs> It was, yes. It was necessary. But it, it also made my transition to Cincinnati so wonderful because I, you know, had been waiting two and a half years to kind of be in a place that felt more like me. Mm -hmm. And then you come to Cincinnati and immediately, you know, some of the TV people in the market were like, oh, you should come out with us. We should do this. We went down to Over the Rhine, everything. And so immediately I felt so welcomed. And then once you start obviously doing these marathon shows, you're like, wow, I'm I'm really connecting with like the audience. You MC things, as I'm mm -hmm. sure you guys know, that makes you feel even more connected to people here. Right. So it was like a no brainer. Yeah. Well, it was a brainer because I did leave, actually. <laughs> well, you, I'm sure it's t no matter what market you're in, if a bigger market shows an interest in you, it's tempting because the, when you start in these businesses, radio and TV, 
the ultimate goal in the beginning is like I'm gonna I want to play in the majors. Yes. You know. Oh yeah. I want to <laughs> I want to make it New oh, York. If LA, I can just Chicago. make it to New York, York or LA, right. I can exactly. write my ticket. Wow. Yeah. You know? But I remember when you were here because mm-hmm. I think Jeff and Jen were on vacation. You stopped by and saw Tim and I before yes. you left, and I remember you tell you told us on the air. I owe it to myself to give it one year. I remember yeah. you saying that. Right? That was smart. Because change is smart. scary. Yeah. And yeah. you said, I, I, I have to do it for a year to say that I did it. And so what was so awful about yeah. Dallas? <laughs> I mean, and Dallas I'm going to tell you it. something very, very I, I bet you don't Let's know this unless Fritch already told you I this. I told her. You told her? Yeah. Because we, we have a about ton it. of We've monitors. We've been talking since she announced that she was coming back. Wait, but what is it? What is Anyways, it? Anyways, go ahead. Well, we have a ton of monitors. We have six in the studio here and then another three Over in there. the studio that we can see through this class. Mm-hmm. And most mornings, that middle screen that is directly across from Jeff, we were watching you in you Dallas. You guys! Yeah, every yeah. day. Yeah. Traffic boo. Oh, that traffic yeah. girl. She's oh, amazing. man. She's a hoot. She's electric. <laughs> She's like amazing. Her. Oh, yeah. Tashara is amazing. I will say, and I was just telling Fritch this too, is that everyone there was very kind, very welcoming, but the culture itself. Dallas is an interesting spot. The culture really there is, is so different from How Cincinnati. How would you describe, get t- three words that describe the culture in Dallas? You know, I would say it's segmented. It's a Sh- little snobby. Showy. A little showy mm-hmm. for sure um and and everyone it, it's just not as connected to like the local community right like i feel like you know there's fort worth there's dallas and when you're in these massive markets i mean it's the fifth biggest in the country mm-hmm. it's like you're bound to not know people and then you come to cincinnati or i had been here for six and a half years and it's like a little big town, whatever that phrase yeah. is. That the biggest, everyone, small right. city. Biggest, it's the small. smallest, biggest city or something like that. Well, yes. and, and Cincinnati is also made up of the, these really unique neighborhoods that all have their own personality and character to them. And it does feel like a really small town, even though I, I think it's a pretty breathtaking city. You know, that first time we flew in for our interview and they picked us up at the airport, we came around that cut in the hill and saw the city skyline for the first time. That was <laughs> I was like, I have chills. I have chills. I mean, that's the thing is even Dallas's skyline is technically more extravagant. There's bigger buildings. There's massive, you know, structures. But there is something about it doesn't matter if I'm coming in on 74, on 75, 71. It doesn't matter. When you start to see the Cincinnati skyline, you're just like, this is best skyline in the world. Yeah, this is great. How often were you coming back? Because, I mean, you and I, like, we would talk sporadically, and you were coming back here and there, but how often did you come back to visit in that year? Well, we saw you at Pride. Yeah. 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 You guys, I was here a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Listen, so my girlfriend lived back here, right? Yeah. So it was one of those things where, you know, she'll come visit me, I'll go visit her. How often did you get get to see each other? Um, Every month. Every So, like, once a month. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. not crazy. What's a month when you crazy. would come to Cincinnati? I need American Airlines to <laughs> raise or lower the prices. <laughs> Although I guess not anymore. No, are. no yeah. more flights. But that's that's got to be hard on a relationship, though, when you only get to see each other once a month. And was there any end game? Like, was there any ultimate plan where one was going to re- rejoin the other or For meet sure. some? Yeah, exactly. So I basically, you know, had this, I guess, meeting with her where we're like, okay, what are we going to do? I'm moving to Dallas. We hadn't been dating for a year at that point, so mm. it was kind of like, are we going to try to see if this works? And basically we said, okay, if we can get through some of this long distance, we're going to see if it works. Then the summer in Texas hit. 
<laughs> and it was 125, right? Like for 60 something days in a row. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm going to more visit Cincinnati. And once the fall hit, it was very clear that like, okay, I'm suffering from probably a mini bout of like depression just because you're isolated. You can't go out yeah. and do anything in the Texas heat. Right. And so I was like, I, I need to go back. I need to go back. Was it hard to make friends in Dallas? You know, the other part about a long-distance relationship is that someone will say to you, hey, Megan, come out with us, and you'll say, mm, I'd rather FaceTime my girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so was it hard? Mm, I don't think so, but <laughs> I made a choice. Right. Yeah, it was your choice. But yeah. that was my choice. Your yeah. schedule and the time change versus her schedule and the mm. time change had to play a big role into that because... You know, you're trying to go to bed at, what, 8 p.m. Dallas time oh, yeah. or even 6 p.m. Because when you do the morning news, I mean, you guys are up at, like, 1.30, 2 a.m. Oh, your I schedule would, is What so time do you set up. your alarm for? I would say 2 o'clock, 2.15. Because wow. you have to be in at what time? I have to be in at 3. Because <sighs> mm-hmm. yeah. now I'm doing the 4.30 show solo. Kelly and Steven are doing the noon. So we kind of trade off in that respect. Okay. Um, and so I'm in like an hour, hour before that. I love that there's three of you though. Like I, because the chemistry between the three of you, you seem like you're all genuinely friends and you enjoy being around each other. I mean, that's the greatest part about going into a quote unquote new position, right? Yeah. Is that right. every other time that's happened, I'm like, oh God, I have to meet new people. You know, that's hard for me. Just kidding. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it is so nice. I mean, there's like zero time of like getting to know you, la la la, mm-hmm. because literally I already know them. Like Steven. I will never forget, he called me. I was on, like, a Texas interstate. I'm sorry, I answered my phone while I was driving, but either way. It was Bluetooth. Yeah, yeah. it was Bluetooth. <laughs> and I go, hey, Stephen, what's up? And it's, like, two weeks into my job, and he goes, you know, just wanted to call, check in, make sure everything's going well, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Even Kelly Rippin, you know, I came back in June. She's like, we got to get coffee. We went and got coffee with two of her boys. And I'm just like... This is amazing. And then Randy, of course, I couldn't say this one on air, but I can say it on the radio. She was literally like, you shouldn't go, Megan. Don't go. (laughs) And I was like, "Uh, I'm going anyway, Randy. I'm so sorry. (laughs) And now it's like I'm back with the three the three musketeers, yeah. now the four musketeers. That's great. That's great. Yeah. So how did it go when you went to your bosses in Dallas and said, you know, I don't like it here? You know, one thing that the company itself preached hardcore was um, – just making sure that people were full humans. You know, they were great about taking days off. I never got anything turned down. And so when I told them the situation, they were very understanding. And so I think on their end, they were also like, okay, we added a salary onto the morning show. No, we just booted up. Okay, we Uh, saved money. I'm like, okay, cool. And they didn't, you know, end up rehiring for that position. So. Oh, wow. It and then how did it worked out really well. Mm-hmm. How did the call go back here? Because when you left here, didn't they say that we're leaving the door open if you want to come back? They did. did they, they I mean, gave you that opportunity. I've always been open with them mm-hmm. about like, hey guys, you know, I'm from Connecticut. I want to get back there because this is my 20 year old dream self talking, right? You it's, wanted to ultimately make it to New York and yeah, eventually network, right? Uh, that would be the goal. I mean, that right? was that was your at that sure. time, and maybe it come. still is now. Your. <laughs> 
It's a lot Your of measure work. of success. <laughs> a lot of little side eye. Well, you, like, not so much now. That well, day, uh, you went to the Today Show and did some social media stuff for them. You which was see- so fun. Yeah, yeah I really thought, because we t- when we talked to you about that, I think when you came to visit us, you had not been there too long ago. And I remember talking to you like, oh, they are going to hire you one day mm-hmm. because you do all these things on TikTok. And yes. you're like your own little influencer, social media star. Which is insane. Like, why does a network news person not want that to be a part of their show so i'm like one day i know you're going to be on the today show well thank you i don't know if that's going to happen but the steps to get there are just a lot right Mm -hmm. i mean i'm sure you guys are aware that to to get onto the today show you kind of have to be this national correspondent and you're flying all around the country moving to different cities you're married to the job exactly and i think if there was one thing i learned in 2023 it was as corny as this sounds what really matters right you know yeah I mean, we, we all get to that yes. point yeah, to me, yeah. for sure yeah i distinctly remember you know when i in my in the early part of my career it was always my goal to make it to new york or los angeles and uh, i did I, I was lucky enough to work in new york for three years awesome and when that ended uh I, if I, for me, it felt like I got it out of my system. I had a great time. Yeah. And it was fantastic. I'm grateful for the experience, but I was probably more excited than ever at that point to have gotten a job offer to work in Tampa where I met Jen because it was the culture down there. It was the people. It was, it was the way they were producing this radio station the vibe the atmosphere yes. that the radio state the relationship the radio station had with the community was just that was where i wanted to be and it's where i spent the next eight years and and developed this friendship this relationship with jen that we eventually took to cincinnati and we've been here for 21 <laughs> yes yes but those are the things that become important to you at some yeah. point but you i'm so glad that you had that experience in dallas and you got to say hey yeah. you know what i so no regret. I, I mean, did now it. you've got I no know. regret. You don't have to wonder. That's exactly it. it. Yep. If I had not taken that position, which I didn't even apply for, I mean, they cold called me with it. It would have been like, oh, a missed opportunity. Right. La, la, yeah. la, la. And now I'm literally like, okay, I, what is that saying? You make your bed, you sleep in. I, yeah. I feel like I really am so grateful that everything ended up working out as well as it did. Because yeah. clarity. I, clarity. Yeah. clarity. Wow, that's the best way to say it. Yeah. <laughs> I just <laughs> felt that in my whole body. Yeah. That's so true. So, and doesn't that feel good? It oh, really clarity does. is the best. I know. Yeah. Well, I, I was happy for you. Like, when you got the job at WFAA, uh, you know, there's a handful of Cincinnati people that work there. So I thought it just in terms of the transition, you would have been welcomed with other people from Cincinnati who had made the transition before. Were. Pete Delkis, I think, is he still there? Pete Delkis. You know, he, he worked at Channel amazing. 9 for years. Mm. Uh, Kara Sewell is down there Kara now. Sewell, also amazing. And Kara Sewell and I, we would have like monthly chats in the newsroom just gossiping for an hour of work's time <laughs> right. about Cincinnati and how wonderful it was. And she was like, you know, to be honest, like, I miss it so much sometimes, but she is from Texas, She's a and Texas that works girl. out so well for Kara. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, and it was like so nice to have that release, like once a month, just having someone who knows the culture. Right. And, like, the vibe of this And city. she's like, I heard you're going there. Can you bring me back? Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> fill in the blank. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that you took a break, though, from your TikTok yeah. as well because you were so regimented in doing things, and you took a big break. What was that about? Well, and that was really just a part of this whole, like, it's the summer, and I was like, 
not inspired at all. I was missing my girlfriend. I was visiting home, you know, because you can't stay in the Texas heat that long. In in the summer, you want to go back to places where it feels nice outside without feeling sweltering, sweltering like you're going to um, burn. Right, but you had an unusually high TikTok following. Like, for someone who works in television news. <laughs> it is. How many I, followers you got? 1.9 million. <laughs> I, what, was on there, TikTok. Was there one that went viral? I mean, was there one thing that just, like, blew up for you and you ended up getting all of these? Or has it been a slow build? Oh, it was, like, immediate. And I think it was because everyone during the pandemic was just on their phones. And so I posted one video where you see my my suit, what I'm wearing, my cool shoes, and then you see the bottom half of my hair, which at the time was shaved. It's an undercut. I was just going to ask you if it's if you have the undercut now. I got rid of it. Oh. You know, <laughs> I, got it grow out? I got it the first year I lived in Cincinnati as literally just a way to be like, I'm different. And this like makes me feel cool. Yeah, but it was like a fresh fade. Like it was an undercut, it was but it had some like... <laughs> like definition to it and it looked like a little piece of artwork and no one would have ever thought you had that and oh, that's yeah why i think it was a, such a big thing ev- then you turn my head in the tiktok and it reveals my anchor bob uh, <laughs> right that's but that's funny. what's so cool about it you know because it just shows it's sort of like the message you're sending is you know hey i'm more than what you see on television that was the goal and i think that's why people find you so likable and accessible is because you're obviously you're a credible uh, very good at what you do. Uh, you're a solid journalist, uh, but but you're also someone who's like really connected to pop culture, and you know you're putting yourself out there. Yeah, very relatable. Oh well, thank you all so much. I because keep it coming, guys. Keep it going. Remember how she was telling us about her four-year-old ego? It's back. Yeah, my ego. I mean, you guys are really just cosplaying my parents right now from when I was four. They've lowered lowered the level since then. Um, But I will say, I think for so many people, especially anybody in the LGBTQ community who is watching that TikTok, they thought, wow, you know, there are people who I may not even realize are representing me in the news space, in my local community, because... I mean, we hear about, you know, LGBTQ influencers or celebrities, but where do they live? Like right. New York or L.A. And so I think that the majority of people were from like the Midwest. There are so many people from Cincinnati who are like, oh, my gosh, this girl's right in my community. Like, that's crazy. My parents watch her and now I'm watching her on TikTok. Yeah. That, was that scary for you coming out the first time? I mean, you're not the first person. You know, there are yeah, people in the community oh, completely. who are out. And I out. have to give so much credit to, like, the, Robin Roberts. I mean, she's been out for so long. So many people, especially in the news business. But but were you was that scary coming out in Cincinnati at the time? I would say I had gotten so much practice because I came out when I was a freshman in college, right? So right. this is, like, maybe eight years past that point. And not big news. It's not big news. And everybody who I interact with on a daily basis knows that I have a girlfriend and whatever. And so it felt less scary than, say, if, like, it was crazy news to everyone in my life. But um, it more just felt like an extension of how I live. Right. Mm -hmm. Did you feel you couldn't be as who? Did you feel like you couldn't be who you were in Mm. Dallas You know, I think... As much as you feel like you can here? Well, I feel like in Cincinnati, like, we were all in it together. I think during the pandemic, we were all kind of experiencing, like, why am I gaining all these followers? This is crazy. So I almost felt like we were all kind of in on this, like, 
experience together. Maybe that's just my uh, perspective. But in Dallas, I don't know if that was alienating because people came in being like, this girl has 2 million followers representing an LGBTQ lifestyle. And for some people, that is alienating. And they don't know me as well as, like, the people who I, you know, became close with here in Cincinnati. So I don't know if it was scarier, but that was just my perception of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm. Well, thank you. Yeah. Hey, thanks, Tim. Yeah, I got you. (laughs) (laughs) It's exciting to have you back. It's funny, the day that you announced that you were back, I believe Jeff was watching the news. I was out doing a video somewhere in Florence, and he messaged me the story and was like, look. No, it popped up on 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 the Facebook feed. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I screenshotted it and sent it to you, and I'm like, yes, and I was like, what? what's happening? <laughs> yeah, because we've never met before today. So. No, which is crazy because I hear you guys all the time, but it is so wild to be able to, like, be back with all of these people who, it's just it's like a riding a bike, right? It literally is. I mean, even yeah. just, like, the muscle memory of it, like, getting off of different exits on 71 or 75 and just, like, it feels like it's all normal but i'm like this is weird is this weird yeah. like, mm-hmm. it's all happening that muscle memory yeah. is yeah. all it's all so did you, coming back where did you when you moved back did you move back to the same part of town did you move in with your girlfriend where are you living so i'm in like the kenwood area now but i've always been in that downtown area so uh-huh. i'm like in the suburbs <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny okay you and i could totally relate to that yeah. because i lived at 12th and vine for four or okay. five years, and prior to that, we lived on the side of Mount Auburn that slopes in over the Rhine. So oh, that's where our station. Well, yeah, yeah. Real, but really, really close. close. I used yeah. to live right off of Sycamore. Totally. Yeah, and uh, so now, so when uh, my girlfriend and I got together, I moved in with her. Her house is in Kenwood, and then we got married a year Stop. later. So I love it. There yeah. you go. I mean, hey, I'm looking for a house right now. I'm renting. So. Well, we have a resident realtor on the show. Yes. Hey. Happy to help if you need someone. Will yeah. do. Yeah. You got my number. Appreciate it. Were your parents a little disappointed that you weren't moving back to Connecticut? Like, if you're going to move, can't you move back home? My mom's entire outlook on life of, of her three kids, my brother, my sister, and I, is... If they are happy, I am happy, which oh, I'm sure is, is how many parents are, yes. the majority of parents. But they weren't, like, super supportive in the very beginning. Like, that was really hard for them when you first came out, right? Well, when I first came out, I mean, that was tough because I think my mom was, like, she's such an idealist. She has these fantasies. She has over 10,000 pins on her Pinterest of wedding dresses. Like, wow. <laughs> <I'm> done. <laughs> and so she even said, and we laugh about this today. She's open about me talking it. She was like, Megan, I can't watch Say Yes to the Dress anymore. I get too sad. And I'm like, (laughs) oh, (laughs) boo-hoo. And now it's like there is no one. She, she, I mean, sorry, Tim. She is my realtor. She's not a realtor. But she is literally sending me Zillow links every day being like, for you in Atlanta, for you in Atlanta. I'm like, mom, we need to come down. She's the most supportive person. And it just takes that shift in mindset for her and then I think for my dad, it was like, what will other people think, right? Yeah. Right. And Were they worried about it hindering you, though, or affecting your career? Completely. And- At that time, I mean, marriage equality wasn't even passed or, or, you know, the different things that we had gotten to as a society at that point. So for them, it was like, you just have to not tell anyone publicly. 
like, okay, we'll be fine with it. I mean, there were kind of steps at first. It was like, we're not okay with it. Then it was like, okay, we're okay with it, but only tell your Do your, your thing, just don't tell anybody. Literally. <laughs> that was exactly it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so finally today, I mean, they were also on this journey of TikTok and, and all of the virality from that. And now they're like, oh my gosh, this is helping? What? Yeah. I mean, they got to be super proud of you. Like, oh my yeah. goodness. Like, look at you. That is the hope. That is the goal. You know, like you worry about your kid, but then to see her flourish in the mm-hmm. way that you have has just got to be. And I think even coming back to Cincinnati, I was almost like, what are, you know, my parents who have been supporting me for so long going to think of me almost backtracking? And they were the first people, they were like, Meg, you got to do it. Like, this is where you're supposed to be. My mom was like, I don't want, like, there was even a job in Connecticut. And she was like, Meg, it's boring here. You got to go back to Cincinnati. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, go where you're treated best, you know, go where you feel like you're home and people love you. Plus, like, as a parent, I would be able to recognize that you have been your happiest in this location. Yes. And I would be, as a parent, like, if the, if you were my daughter, I yep. would be rooting for you to be like, but you were so happy there. Go back. You Completely. know, make it happen. That's exactly where their mindset is at. So my mom is like, okay, the girl's trip, her, her best friend, and her sister, like, they are all very much mom moms. They are mm-hmm. not, like, eating an almond today. They are literally like, <laughs> we got to go to Soto, and then we're going to go to Pep, and then we're going to... I'm like, okay, we need to just take a chill pill. I haven't even been here for a month yet, but cool. Still trying to get settled in. That's, That's great. great. Well, we're glad you're back. Thanks. Welcome yes. back, Megan Mitchell. It was yes. fun catching up. Yes, this for was sure. amazing. <laughs> we'll continue to uh, check in on Channel 5. It's you, Kelly Rippin. Stephen Britton. Yeah. Yes. Randy Rico. Randy Rico. How can we forget? Yeah. What a yeah. party. Yeah. Bands, we get the band party. back together, and man. And just so you know, we haven't watched Dallas since you left. That's no. true. No. It's, I think that's okay. Uh, and we're streaming in Minneapolis right now. <laughs> there we go. They started these uh, Frontier flights, and now we're checking out the weather in Minneapolis just to see how things go. I like it. I like it. That's right. All right. And if people want to find you on TikTok, so, I mean, are you back posting stuff on TikTok? Oh, yes. Okay. I'm going to be filming today so i have a, a unique fashion video coming out oh, oh right. wow. there's well, a little we'll teaser for you <laughs> all right well we're looking forward to it best of luck to you welcome home thanks yeah, jeff jen home. tim fritch good to have you <laughs> i know she wasn't back here five minutes and she's been on like every radio station no. in town promoting. <laughs> did they tell you channel five you need to get out there and promote yourself yes. let them know that you're back well it was actually that I'm just friends with a lot of people now, so it's, like, easy for everyone to be like, like, hey, Megan, you got to come on the show, That's great. That's funny. All right. Good to have you. It's 7.50 with Jeff and Jan. Weather-wise, we are dealing with some steady rain this morning. That rain is going to continue this afternoon. A little more scattered, though. Daytime high today around 53 and even warmer tomorrow. But for now, it's 48 at Q102. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. Needs the second date update this morning. It's his turn. He's been waiting patiently, and we're going to help him out. Hi, Matt. How are you? I'm all right. I'm just a little frustrated because of the situation with Chelsea. And you met Chelsea how? Chelsea and I met online on Match. And the thing is, it was like as soon as I saw her, I was going to be attracted to her, and I thought it was mutual. 
We had such a great connection at first. You know, we went to Applebee's. We didn't do nothing crazy with the drinks. We ate, we drank some wine, and we laughed, you know. We laughed, and that's when we found me. Because when I called her back, she didn't even respond. Now, do you typically take your first dates to Applebee's? Like, is that your go-to hangout yeah, place? Yeah, some people have go-tos, yeah. Well, this is the thing. I haven't had a date like that in years. I've been just focusing on myself. So it was a great first date. I think the first impression matters. Well, maybe that's the secret sauce then because, yeah. you know, you got good food and it's a great place to have a conversation. It doesn't get too loud in there. I don't really care for Applebee's. I prefer Flanagan's, but it was the <laughs> date was good. That's so funny, but it worked. All right. It served its purpose. <laughs> yeah. So then what happened? Well... Then I called her. I left her voicemail. And she didn't call back. She didn't respond. However, on social media, I, I tried DMing her as well. And it's like I don't even exist. I can't even get a letter out of her after, you know, we had such a great night. Where I haven't laughed like that in, in years, you know. And I just don't get it. I thought, I thought we had a connection. I just want to hear from her. What's up? So there wasn't like one moment in the whole date that you thought maybe didn't go great or maybe you misunderstood each other or maybe she didn't kind of get what you were saying or see you and who you really are? You know what? She didn't ask a lot of questions. Oh, that's the best kind. <laughs> I like when they don't talk. <laughs> Jeff. That's a joke. Yeah. <laughs> Little joke. He just doesn't want to answer anything about himself. That's why he's busy asking all the questions. That may have been true at one time. <laughs> I just want to—I want to hear what she has to say. I want to hear her point of view because the way I recollect everything, it was amazing. I want to hear what she thought and thought about it because she didn't ever, you know, respond to it. You didn't really get any feedback from her, which is true. All, I mean, that is—that is the benefit of second date update. Whether you get a second date or not, if we get that person on the phone, you'll definitely get feedback. That's mm -hmm. for sure. Yep. All right. Sounds like you know I'm going to get what I want mm -hmm. just for opinion. Good or bad, you're resigned to whatever the outcome. Well, I thought it was great. That's what I'm trying to say. I thought it was great. Right. So we'd like to know if she thought differently, and if so, why, or if she's just really busy. Thought it was great and was really busy. So we'll Is take a break. Possible? It's possible. When we come back, we'll call Chelsea, see what she really thought of Matt and her date with him, and if there's any chance of these two getting together again, a second date update continues on Q102. Dip into Raising Cane's when you crave something hot and fresh and oh-so-delicious. Dip in for cooked-to-order chicken fingers, crispy crinkle-cut fries, and garlicky buttered Texas toast. Our secret cane sauce makes every dip a delight. Raising Cane's chicken fingers, one love. Winter is heating up at the Moorline Loggerhouse. Love their beer. Hey, we're the hot list on Q102 with an invite to check out Fire and Ice. So fun. Yeah, the Moorline Loggerhouse is keeping their winter ice slide, igloo rentals, and fire pits open. And now they're offering a series of themed dinners every week with ice sculptures and fire performers. It's cool. It's hot. The food and drinks are so amazing. And you can win a night out with the hot list hot ticket. To find out more about Fire and Ice at the Moorline Loggerhouse, and to enter to win, check out WKRQ.com and look for the link. It's cool and hot. Enter now at WKRQ.com. Hey there, it's Jeff. You've heard me talk in the past about how I lost over 50 pounds and have been able to keep it off. And look, I struggle with motivation just like everyone else, but I have found an incredible new kind of workout at Fitopia. Fitopia is the only gym in town offering EMS workouts. EMS stands for electrical muscle stimulation, and those electrical impulses cause your muscles to contract more. 
Combine that with specific exercises, you get results faster. It's proven to burn up to 1,130 calories in each session. And those sessions only take 20 minutes. They are no-impact workouts. They're great for people over the age of 50 or people who might have heart conditions, high blood pressure, arthritis, or other issues. And right now, for a limited time, your first session is free. Check out Fitopia in Westchester and on Red Bank. It's the perfect time to go after your own fitness goals. Check out Fitopia EM. EMS online at fitopiaems.com. Cancer, a force of nature meets a fork in the road. But at the University of Cincinnati Cancer Center, we are finding new paths beyond possible. With unmatched expertise and early access to clinical trials and groundbreaking treatments, we are leading the way every step of the way. From wellness services to revolutionary proton treatment, we're not just defying odds, we're saving lives. That is boundless care. Discover more at cancer.uchealth.com. Hey, it's Jeff. If you're craving a break in sunnier, warmer weather, CVG has you covered with lots of airline choices and the most nonstop Florida destinations in the region. Start packing your bags because the beach is well within your reach. Fulfill your winter travel dreams by booking now at cvgairport.com. That's cvgairport.com. CVG. Connecting you to the beach and sunshine all year long. This new year, make the move that counts with Fisher Homes during the Year of You event, where 2024 is all about you. Save on your new home with exclusive below market rates and use those savings where it counts on you. Upgrade your dream home with the latest in design trends and let every room tell your story. This new year, let's turn the page and write the next chapter of your life in a space that's uniquely yours. Act fast as this special event ends January 31st. Call or visit fisherhomes.com today to learn more. Just because our team devastatingly lost its star quarterback and they didn't get quite as far in the season as we wanted them to, they still gave us a pretty good run, right? We can all still stick together and maybe cheer for the next best team, right? Like, where else are you going to go in this bone-chilling, frozen, tundra winter weather anyway? So wrap up in a blanket, make some tea, and make the most of being stuck inside. Invite some friends or family over to play some Monopoly and watch the playoff games. Maybe you're one of those people who cheers against teams you don't like. I feel you there. Whatever you're planning, whoever you're cheering for, stock up with Kroger. Even if our team didn't make it, Kroger has everything you need to make it through this chilly winter and enjoy watching the football playoffs. Stop in or order on the app and have it all delivered. Kroger is the place to get all your favorite beverages. Plus, they've got plenty of chips and dips as well as fresh meat and veggies to serve up to whoever you're cooped up with and watching the game alongside. When it comes to winter hibernation and a great party, Kroger's got you covered. I was rear-ended on my way home from work. Now my back hurts. The insurance company doesn't care. Does anybody care? At O'Connor, Chani, and Levy, we do care. O'Connor, Chani, and Levy, your trusted legal team. Q! WKRQ! Cincinnati! Q102! The forecast from Fox 19 Now First Alert Weather on Q102. Well, temperatures today nice and mild, but it's going to be wet. Extremely wet, especially this morning. Slow travel, a lot of spray up. Keep that in mind for your Wednesday morning drive here. We get into the afternoon, still scattered rain, especially east of town, uh, with some, uh, again, additional accumulation of rainfall. We're looking at one to two inches of water today. So take it slow, but it's going to be mild at 53. Tomorrow, low 50s with another round of steady rain moving in by lunch. From the Weather Center and Fox 19 Now First Alert Weather, I'm meteorologist Frank Marzullo with Jeff and Jen on Cincinnati's Q102. Second date update. Q. 
continues next. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. Chelsea on match and they had a pretty simple and easy dinner at Applebee's great place to sit down talk get to know each other the food ain't bad Uh, he said he laughed a lot you know on one hand and this is where I get a little confused because Matt said he did most of the talking because she didn't say much but there was a lot of laughter so I don't know like Matt were you just busting out your one-liners and cracking jokes and she was laughing with you or was she herself funny and cracking jokes no, it was it was honestly both of us. It was short, simple jokes, and I just felt her, and I thought she felt me, but she yeah. treated me like I'm working. Okay, so after the date, how did the date end? I don't think I ever asked you that. Um, we had some drinks. She Ubered herself or lifted, and I just drove, you know, like eight miles back home. Oh, so you traveled a little bit to meet up with her. A little bit, but not much. So you ready to call her and see what's up? I'm just waiting on you. All right, let's do it. Hello. Hi, is this Chelsea? Yeah, who is this? Chelsea, it's Jeff, Jen, Fritch, and Tim at Q102. How are you this morning? <laughs> Jeff, Jen, and company. Oh, my gosh, from the radio? Yeah, <laughs> from the radio. We're all here. How you doing? Hi. Hi, this is a surprise. Well, you know, we like to surprise people. Yes, we do. Yeah. <laughs> We've heard great things about you, Chelsea. Oh, gosh. What about... Well, you went on an Applebee's date recently with Matt, and he really enjoyed his time with you, hasn't heard from you since, and and Matt's looking for a little feedback from the date, wanted to see if there was any interest in getting together again, and since he hadn't heard from you now, he's really wondering why. Like, was he just completely unaware? Was it not going as well for you as it was for him, or? What's the scoop? You got someone else? Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, All right. So he called you to find out what was up with that. He did. He's a big fan of our show, too, just like you. So you had that in common. Okay. Well, we didn't talk about that. Um, To be honest, that was the weirdest date I've ever had. Why? Like, it lasted an hour and a half, and it was so awkward. Okay. How so? Okay, so we, like, met at Applebee's, which was okay, you know. I didn't think it was too inventive, but whatevs. (laughs) And we get there, and we're chatting, and then he's like, let's really get to know each other. Let's just, you know, make this... um, make this time together really good. And yeah, was, let's make it count. Yeah, let's make it count. And I was like, okay. So then it kind of put it this expectation. Yeah. But then he was like, wanted to play, I'm not even joking, never have I ever. And like <laughs> insisted that every question that we asked between each other was couched in never have I ever. Okay, I've heard of it. I know it's a game. Help me out. Yeah, it usually ends up getting a little bit uh, 
risque. Yeah. Yeah. Not well, always, but it out, usually leans yeah. that Give me an way. example of a never have I ever. Well, it's like never have I ever had a one night stand. And who says that? Like you say so that? So I would say that. And if I have had a one night stand, then I would drink. It's usually a drinking game where it's like never have I ever. And then Tim would say like never have I ever. Had an affair with a coworker. Yes. And then if you would drink, if you had. If you have had an, an affair with a coworker, then you would drink. So yes. you're putting lies and truths out there. Correct. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, you do it usually like with a group of people to kind of see like. Who, who calls BS on that. Or to be like who's a little bit promiscuous-ish. Uh-huh. You know, you could be like, never have I ever, you know, had a threesome. Stolen a car. Had a threesome. But how do you win or lose? I guess I don't get the point. There is no winning and losing. You usually just end up getting drunk and people stop playing or they hook up with each other. And you expose things about yourself. Gotcha. So you're just sharing stuff. Yeah. Okay. So he wants to play Never Have I Ever. And what he said was like, if you've done it, you drink. Whether you ask the question or you're listening to it. Got it. So you kind of find out by who drinks if they've done it or not. So if I say, never have I ever stolen a car, that question applies to everyone? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, okay, I'm so, getting it. So now. everyone, and so if you drink, you reveal, yes, I have stolen a car. Yes, yes I, I have slept had with a threesome. A yes, I've slept yeah. with my Got boss okay. or whatever. Yeah. And some people just, I like doing this in big groups because some people just drink every time. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> Okay, you know, got it. it really is revealing sometimes. Mm-hmm. Okay, this sounds fun. I, I like this idea. You want to play? Jeff wants to play now. Oh, my gosh. Well, what came up, Chelsea? Anything that made you feel uncomfortable? Yes, everything. They're so right. It was like, never have I ever had sex in a Buick. Never have I what? ever cheated on a test. Like, it was like. Never have I ever stolen at a grocery store. Like, I'm talking, he just went for, like, the jugular. (laughs) (laughs) Dang. Well, he obviously enjoyed it because he said there was a lot of laughter there. So that leads us to believe. Yeah, he was laughing a lot. Um, It was so uncomfortable. And the thing is, when somebody's, like, he kept asking, like, sexual questions, so it was hard to, yeah. like, back up and ask more innocent questions, you know? I yeah. see. It just got really weird. I mean, he was drinking, like, the whole time. Yeah. And it was a turnoff, I'll say. Can we just talk? And he's like, no, let's do the game. And, like, kept bringing it back that if I asked him something without the never have I ever, he would say no. It was awful, you guys. Like, yeah. I hate to use that word, but, like, I was just waiting for the food to get there so I could leave. Mm. And then at the end of the date, he totally went in for the kiss. And ah. I was just like, no, dude. So I gave him this hug just to try to pacify that moment. Mm. And uh, <laughs> yeah. Side hug. Okay. <laughs> yeah. This Got is it. so, she's not wrong though, because you can really get a big turnoff sometimes learning all of these things yeah. about people. Yeah, you get too personal too yeah. quick yeah. sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Matt, I understand you wanting to make that first date count where you really got to know someone and you thought that would be kind of a fun way to to do that. I guess it just didn't land with her. Well, you know what? I totally disagree with what she said. Like, we we had a good connection. She didn't seem uncomfortable or worried. We thought I thought I hit it off. I thought I hit it a grand slam because she laughed and smiled a lot. But from her perspective, it sounds like I tortured her, and I don't I don't agree. Yeah, I, I mean, I would imagine that was like a nervous laughter, you know, how some people yeah, do that like as a defense. Hour and a half, she couldn't have said, hey, let's 
stop laughing at him. Like, he couldn't have taken control and been that red. She faked it. Well, you know, these things happen, I guess. Not a match. Yeah, it was too much. I understand. Too much reveal. I'm sorry, but, like, never have I ever pleasured myself in church. Like, I don't oh. want to know that. <laughs> it's awful. Like, too much. Yeah, that's, that's a, bit, a bit extreme like for Like, where first in the day. church? In the actual sanctuary or? Luckily, he didn't say, but, my God, like, no. Not the visual I'm looking for while I'm out no. at Applebee's, okay? <laughs> Okay. Well, we appreciate you taking the call and for being a fan, Chelsea. I'm sorry, Matt. Sorry it didn't work out, but now you know. Thank you. I don't even know what to say. I just feel like she fooled me. Well, I think you could. I the, the never have I ever idea. I don't think is bad on its face. It just maybe not get too personal, like too intimate yeah. with the questions. Yeah, or just or play a couple it, rounds right. and move on to something else. Agreed. Right. I understand. I understand. Good luck out there, bud. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you guys a lot. All right. Take yeah, it easy. Take care. And if we can do a second date update for you, just shoot us an email. Yeah. Jeff and Jen at WKRQ.com. It is, what time is it? 815. Coming up, your shot at $1,000, man. The 1K letter of the day. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. Hey, Brooke. Hey. How's it going? How are you? Good. So yesterday, you may or may not have heard this, uh, we did a story about how a lot of so-called normal names are becoming extinct. Normal names. Normal like names. By normal you know, names. Like, uh, like John, David, Jennifer, Jennifer, you know, things like that. Okay. Jennifer. Baby Center babycenter.com they look at names that we think of as normal that are becoming much less common because uh, baby names tend to ebb and flow so you know maybe they'll be trendy again but one of the names at the very top of the list that has plummeted 200 spots from 2022 uh-huh. is the name brooke brooke really? yes brooke is now only the 471st most popular name. Oh, wow. In the world <laughs> right very now. many of you. How does that make you feel, Brooke? Well, you know, then you know they're talking about me, I guess, if I hear somebody saying my name, right? That's, That's right. <laughs> but it'll, I'm sure it'll come around again. I yeah. hope. You know? Yeah. yeah. Well, we're going to try to win you $1,000. I got an okay. envelope here. We're going to open it up. Okay. See what's in it. Yep, you know the deal. It's going to be 30 seconds to answer 10 questions that begin with that letter. And if you can do that, well, then, hey, you get a 1000 bucks. Do not repeat any of your answers, though. That'll screw you up every single time. And pass quickly. Okay. And what was the letter? Uh, You have the letter J, as in Jennifer, which is also almost extinct now. Hard-pressed to find a newborn baby named Jennifer. I mean, right. you think about it, in another 30 and 40 years from now when we're old, Jennifer, and they'll say, my Aunt Jennifer, and everybody's going to immediately assume that we're 90. Oh, yeah. Because oh, Jennifer, what, is Jennifer. she like 100 years old, uh, Jennifer? It's like when you talk yeah. about es- Dolores right Esther now. Esther and yeah. Ethel, and yes. <laughs> All right. Yep. 
All right, so we got 30 seconds on the clock. I will not start the timer until Jen finishes asking the first question. So here we go with the letter J. Name, is it J? Yes, yeah. J. <laughs> <laughs> what is it again? Let me double check on that. Every sure day she becomes a little more like oh, me. I yeah. am. I know. <laughs> Every day. Help us it all. Is a little bit horrifying. You yep. guys let me know. I'm going to have to put my two weeks in. I'm all just right. kidding. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> All right. With the letter J, name something you keep in the fridge. Jar. Something you throw. Um, jagger. A dessert. Um, jello. Something you burn. Junk. Something smooth. Um, journey. A university. Um, Jacksonville. A celebrity. Jello. Something you brush. A jacket. A cereal. Um, oh, pass. Something you wipe. Um, a jar. Uh, a judge. A oh, oh, you wiped a judge? Why not? I know. I don't well, know. Yeah. That's a great <laughs> J word, though. Yeah. A junk. Bailiff. Yeah. Junk. <laughs> you could wipe him clean. It's exactly. plausible. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, exactly. we know somebody that was unfortunately so overweight required help in that arena. Oh, no. Had his fiance used to do that for him. Oh, God. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, well, so yeah. if you if if you would have gotten all ten, we would have had a really solid argument for wiping <laughs> the judge. Who was your ce- uh, celebrity? J- what did you J-Lo? say? J-Lo. Oh, J-Lo. Oh, J-Lo. You said J-Lo. that so fast. I, I, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I thought you J-Lo. said. That's what I thought she said was Jimmo. I'm like, who's that? Right. And then I thought maybe he was a part of like a K-pop band or something. <laughs> well, thank you so very much. You it was a great. valiant effort. That's yeah. a cereal. Well yeah. done, Brooke. Stay unique, stay you. That's Thank right. you. Have a great day. Bye. You too. Take it easy. Bye. Bye-bye. See you, bye. It's A26, Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. <laughs> is Punxsutawney Phil getting fired? Also, what is the record for the world's longest arm hair? And <laughs> oh, my God. You know, we, we cover the probing, all the probing <laughs> questions. We go there. It is Wednesday, January 24th, 2024. Time for your news that didn't make the news on Cincinnati's Q102. Let's start with Punxsutawney Phil. We are about a week, week away from Groundhog Day, if you can believe that. And PETA, the people for the ethical treatment of animals, is already... Raising a stink about us using real groundhogs to pretend to sort of pretend predict the weather is kind of a chamber of commerce stunt. Mm-hmm. Kind of with PETA on this one. Yeah, that animal I looks terrified. Too. It does, and I mean, hasn't he been dropped before and died? Yes. And I mean, horrible thing. It's just <sighs> so they're calling for Punxsutawney Phil to be retired. And now they're offering to replace him with a giant gold coin. Nope. This is the unfortunate part. If we're we're getting rid of it, we're getting rid of it. Uh, Yeah. Just be done. You can take the giant. Well, look, if you want to continue with this tradition and you have to have something here, we made you a giant gold coin. You can flip with one side calling for six more weeks of winter and the the other side calling for early spring. Mm. Uh, Now, it's unclear if the coin actually exists or if this is 
metaphorical coin, but in one PETA image, it looks bigger than Phil, maybe a couple of feet in diameter. Do you think people, though, will rush to Punxsutawney to... Because, I mean, that is a big moneymaker for that town. Oh, I mean, my it's, God. It's such a huge event that they have created around this groundhog. Would it, could it be the same? Isn't that the only thing that happens the there? I'm pretty sure it's the only thing. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think Pete is going to win this one. Well, Punk's Tony Phil has been making predictions since 1886. And he's, he sucks at it. Yeah, he's only been right thirty-nine percent of the time. I mean, that's the. I mean, that's the other thing too. I mean, we're putting this. If this animal was really providing us with information that was valuable and consistent and reliable, then you could argue that it's necessary. But he's. He, that's a horrible percentage. Well, Peta argues that the coin would probably be more accurate than thirty-nine percent. You got a fifty-fifty. Right. Yeah, they they say that uh, groundhogs can't make heads or tails of the weather forecast yuck, 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 yuck. and shouldn't be jostled around by large members of a different species and thrust in front of noisy crowds for a photo op. Agreed. Is um, there a way that we could incorporate the groundhog, though? Like have him in a like a little... Could he attend? Like a reservoir he- close by that's suitable for groundhogs and then flip the coin? Can we do both? No. Well, I think, you know, <laughs> where it gets really dicey is when they're picking him up and waving him around. and Well, and it's going to bite the crap out of that guy, like you said, yeah. Jen. Yeah. Anyway. Moving on. A lot, of, a lot of traditions are stupid. Tuxedos, <laughs> for instance. They make absolutely no sense, but we still do it. Uh, yeah. Eating turkey on Thanksgiving. <laughs> now, I wonder if there's someone who can beat this. But they're just too embarrassed to come forward. There is a lady in California. Her name is Macy Davis Sutherland. Macy Davis Sutherland just broke the world record for longest arm hair on a woman. Well, how long can a woman grow her arm hair? Well, I'm trying to come up with the best way to describe this. I wouldn't say she has like a full Robin Williams style sleeve of hair like he did. Uh, it's just one singular hair. Okay. On her right arm. All right. That just refuses to stop growing. <laughs> and it clocked in last month at 7.24 inches long. Holy crap. Yeah, she discovered it 12 years ago as a junior in high school. So she is now in her late 20s. She says the hair has accidentally been plucked a few times. So she really had to stick with it to break the record. Oh, my God, but it just keeps growing and growing. Yeah, her doctor measured yeah. it last year at over five and a half inches, which which would have been good enough for the record, but she decided to wait a few more months <laughs> for the official measurement, so hopefully no one can break it. Wow. The record for men is even longer. Back in 2017, a guy named David Reed, who is also from California, had an arm hair that was 8.54 inches long. Crazy. You know what? I have to pull this up. I guess when you have long... <laughs> arm hair you know that there are people that measure it for contests yes probably I mean, i've never heard of these contests in my life well he had and he said he came forward to quote impress the ladies there you go oh my god macy plans to keep letting hers grow and hopes to eventually beat david's overall record she says she likes to embrace being different well <gasps> the challenge is the longer it gets the more likely the, the, the riskier it is that it could end up being accidentally plucked out or pulled out, sure. right? There's well, got to be a way to protect it. How do you wash? Like, maybe when you just wash your arm, you don't go over that part? Use conditioner. Just be very careful. It's yeah. so gross. I don't know if I like this. Yeah. <laughs>
I guess there are worse things the hair could be growing out of. Yeah, like your chin. You what if it were with a one single hair? Because, you know. Like your longest face hair? On your chin. <laughs> yeah. Just have this hair. My grandma used to have me pull that one on her chin. Yeah. You get it. Yeah, I'll get it. You know, as a so woman, like the curl. order you get, the more, like if you're not dermaplaning that, you definitely got to feel like your skin and be like, oh, okay, where are they? Where is one? Well, and that's yeah. the thing, though, too, is sometimes they're so smooth that you don't even know. It takes somebody. You got to pull on it, It Jen. takes somebody in your car. Riding around with you in the light of day. No, but when I was a kid, there was a there was an older woman on my paper route who who kind of had a beard, and she didn't. No, I mean it I'm happened. not joking. Yeah. Like it was the yeah, most no. incredible thing I had ever seen. Like a full beard? Yeah, I mean almost. Like was she it had peach fuzz. No, just really thick. Peach no, fuzz? it was like dark, kind of thick hairs. Yeah. that grew out. And huh. she, you know, she wasn't trimming it or shaving it. She just had basically given up, kind of like let it go. And surrender. Yeah. And, but she had these old, like whenever she would, because I had to go around, I had to get money from them every week. And, you know, when she'd open up her door, I'd see pictures of like a younger her. And, you know, she was like really hot back in the, you know, back in her day. Yeah. yeah so that is that something that happens? Like as you get older, do you just start? Growing, growing hair. really yeah. thick hair in places like your face. Yeah, I mean, the, it starts with the peach fuzz for sure. That just kind of shows up, and but it's, it's hormonal everywhere. too. Like oh, depending sure. on how many, like what your balance is, and when, like so, I go, I get dermaplaned, Angie, um, and so that's essentially like shaving your face. I don't do it every day, but I do it like every six weeks. And she has told me before, like. Um, Blondes get more peach fuzzy type hair, and so you'll have a lot see, of yeah, it. Yeah, you see that, but you'll have a lot of it, but it's not very dark, so it's not as noticeable. Maybe. Yeah, we had a girl in our algebra class who had, was pretty like hairy, but it was blonde. Yeah, and she was also fortunate enough in junior high to be really pretty. So, so that yeah. helped. But didn't really see, get the way of her getting dates. But I mean, you can look in the, like a regular mirror and see nothing, and then get in your car and oh, the, the lighting, the sun, the lighting. All of a sudden, you discover you have a mustache that has lots of brown hair. Oh yeah, in it, and you you would and not you see it when you, in a regular mirror and regular light, putting on makeup, you wouldn't see it. But then all of a sudden, you go to an outdoor event, <laughs> yeah, and everybody's spart- or one of those mustache. mirrors when you go to a hotel and they have those mirrors that get so close to your face, you turn that light on, you're like. Bah! Yeah, what's going no, on here? You. Yeah. Mm-mm. But Jeff, do you remember we had that story that one time about Eva Mendez saying that she had to shave her face essentially every day because she was very similar to your neighbor. Like she would have this thick, coarse, well, we had a darker hair with uh, chest hair. You talking about uh, D? Yeah. 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 Uh, and then I don't know if you remember a fan of our, well, fan of. My show before you and I got together, mm-hmm. uh, Terry. You remember Terry? Of course. Yeah. So she had like the hairiest arms you've ever seen in your life, and Terry it was, was super hairy. dark hair. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And she would get it waxed every now and then. So like there were some times where you'd see like super, you know, like really dark hair. And she, uh-huh. I mean, she could have been a supermodel. Like she was very pretty. Right. You'd never know it, but it, it's just, I don't know. It's just funny how uh, sometimes like it'll come in really fine. So you're like, ah, you know, we all have hair. Yeah. But then it's those it's the women who have it coming in really thick. Yeah. Like that yeah. you would normally see on a on a male. That, right. But that's the sad part. We have no wow. control over that. 
Zero. There's nothing we can do to and stop it. I mean, even laser, I mean, laser hair, hair removal, removal will get the dark ones, but it won't get the yeah. light ones. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm asking is, is that something that tends to happen more as you get older or yes. is that just luck of the genes? Both. I mean, some people yep. get it younger, but definitely. Luck of the genes for sure. It can show up later. And hormones, Absolutely. I guess. Hormones comes hormones into play there. Hormones are a real treat in a hormones multitude of ways. Hormones just screw up everything. <laughs> they do a lot. They, they kick in around 10 to 12 and stay until we're 75. Right. <laughs> <sighs> Give or take. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> well, so many types of Oreos exist. Uh, what do we have out here just the other day? We Oh, the gluten-free. Is that what those I were? Saw, was that you, Tim, that dropped those off? No. I thought, oh. all, or, I thought all Oreos were gluten-free. I don't know. That particular bag said there was like a yeah, different packaging it. and it had real big written on there, gluten-free. Yeah. Well, they got us with this one. Something called Space Dunk Oreos hit stores. Next Space week. dunk? Yes. Instead of normal white filling, they've got two pink and blue layers along with popping candy mixed in. Okay. Oh, like Pop Rocks? Yeah. So they'll hit grocery store shelves next Monday or you can order through the Oreos website now. That's the cookie itself. But the real reason we're talking about this is that they're also doing a sweepstakes where the grand prize winner gets to go to the edge of space. Okay. Yeah. You don't need to buy them to enter. Just go to liftoff.oreo.com. One person will get a seat on a space perspective flight that's tentatively scheduled for next year. That's the company they take you up. They go as high as 100,000 feet in what's basically like a giant hot air balloon. So you get this great view. Um, you don't, you're not high enough to experience weightlessness, but you're sort of at that point where uh, as I understand it, you can see sort of like where the blue meets the black. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, like you and can you can see, see the, the curvature yeah. of the yeah of of the Earth. Um, here's a fun wrinkle, though. We're skimming the terms and conditions, and you don't have to go to space. You can choose to skip it and take one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars instead. Ooh, I would take the money. I'm kind of with you on the money because <laughs> if I can't experience weightlessness, what's the point for a view? One hundred twenty-five thousand dollar view. It's it's not worth it to me. Mm-mm. Yeah. Um. So there you go. A trip to huh. space or one hundred twenty-five grand. I take the money every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the way, we just had second date update earlier in the hour over the fact that she didn't really enjoy playing his version of his pervy version of Never Have I Ever. <laughs> This video has gone viral of a guy in Miami who was on a first date at a restaurant with a woman he asked out on Tinder. Okay. She got angry that he asked her to split the bill. And this argument continues in the car. And he recorded, secretly recorded video so we could hear the argument. So I'll play this for you, and you tell me who you think is in the right here. Why are you splitting the bill? Well, I mean, it's our first date, so I thought we should maybe go half. I can't believe you made us split the bill. I mean, you ordered an appetizer that I didn't even touch. Why do you think that I should pay for it? Okay, but you asked me out. I know, but you ordered something that I did. You asked me out. All right, I'll just take you home. All right, see ya. Okay, so that was heavily edited, but you you got the gist of it. Wow. 
You know, her point is, hey, you asked me. We met on Tinder. You asked me out. And, and now you want you want us to split the bill? Is that wrong? Do you feel like it's wrong? I feel like if you ask someone out. You pay. Right. But, the, you know, I'm old but school. But there's like always. Uh, there's a, one person is always asking the other person out. Right? Well. Is there ever oh, a situation man, where someone you just come to a mutual agreement to go out, but there's always somebody that initiates. Oh, yeah, somebody So if that's ask. the case, then you never split a bill. I mean, don't you think it's... <laughs> shouldn't we go into dates assume, just planning on paying for ours? And if the other person goes to grab the check, offer to split. If they insist on paying, let them. That's how I do it. Yeah. I mean, Kristen asked me before we even started dating, like the first time, you know, we kind of got together, like one of our first meetings ever. (laughs) She asked me to lunch. Yeah. And she when the bill came, she started to pay because Uh she asked me to lunch. And I was like, no, please. Yeah. I I got it. I I couldn't even bring myself to say, let's split it. Yeah. You know, no, my treat. I enjoyed. But what if you didn't like her? Yeah. What if you didn't like her? Would you have said let's? Would you have a let her pay or b split? Oh gosh, no! You don't have to do that here. And I would just slide my credit card over, and if she wanted to split the bill, that would have been fine. Yeah, yeah. See, I don't know. I kind of feel. But credit like to her for offering, offering to pay that. That impressed you. That first lunch. That's why he paid. We do that all the time as Honestly, women. Well, I didn't even think about it. <laughs> no, but with this thing, like obviously, it doesn't seem like they liked each other. And with Tinder, you. Never fully know what you're going to get. So maybe it's not that far-fetched that they split. I don't think we'll be getting a call from either one of them for a second date update. I think it's pretty obvious why there's not going to be a second date. But the other thing I'm thinking about is what if they pick a really expensive restaurant and you can't really afford to split the bill? Let's say you ask me out. Say, hey, let me take I want to go. Let me take you to dinner. Okay, great. And you take me to Ruby's. Yeah. And, you know, that's a few hundred bucks. <laughs> yep. And then the bill comes. And then you expect me to go have these with you. I would never expect um, that. You wouldn't, but let's say. But, but I people mean, do. But people do. You know, it's like, all right. Right. You know, then I'd be sitting there going, oh, crap. Yeah. I wasn't planning. I didn't have it in my budget to spend $150 right. at dinner tonight. So then that's when it would get, like, super uncomfortable. Yes. Let me ask you this, though. Is the new dating culture, should you go into, because I haven't dated, obviously, in a while, but should you go into a first date now anticipating the split? Assuming I would. I think I I would, too. I totally would. Unfortunately, yes. Yeah, I think I would. Well, after people made disagreeable comments about his original video... Here is a follow-up to the guy who asked his Tinder date to split the bill. Does this help or hinder? What I don't understand is you ask for the date, so you pay. It's not like I'm forced. No, but see, that's a revision of this. She, according to her, said he asked her out. Right. So which is it? Did you ask her out or did she ask you out? 
Which is it, mister? Yeah. What I don't understand is you ask for the date, so you pay. It's not like I'm forcing anybody to go on a date with me. Clearly, we are both 50-50 on the date. She wants to be there just as much as I want to be there. It's not like I'm forcing her to date me or go on a date with me. We both want to be there equally. Therefore, we should split the bill equally. Oh, I get his point. In other mm-hmm. words, he's his whole thing is like, do you want to get together for lunch? Yeah. As opposed to me taking you out to lunch. Oh, oh you want to so get together for lunch. Yes. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. when it's he asked her out in his mind, okay. he was saying, do you want to yes. do you want to share a meal together? Well, yeah. if that's the situation, then you need to go to somewhere that has a counter and you each pay for yourselves. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Like, you know, I went on a... Bring back York Steakhouse. Yeah. Well, no, I went on a lunch date one time at McAllister's, and we walked up to the counter. He got what he wanted. I got what I wanted first, and then he got what he wanted. And that's how that works. You can't be... You go to Chipotle. Yeah, exactly. You go somewhere where you are responsible for paying for yourself. You place your order at the counter and If you're sharing time together. Uh, Hey, you want to do dinner tomorrow night? Yeah, as long as it's not too expensive, I got to... I'm spending a lot of money this month. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. All right, gang, say hi to our newest Best Friends Club member. This is Brittany. How do you pronounce your last name? Is it Rottweiler? It's Rothweiler. It's like the dog, but it has an H. Rothweiler from Milford, Ohio, everybody. Hi, Brittany. Hi, Brittany. 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 I'm so excited to talk to you guys. Well, we're super happy to have you. I understand you have your bachelor's, master's, and doctorate. Oh, you're smart. So you were quite the slacker, weren't you? <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I've been in school my whole life, practically. Okay, what do you got your degree in? What do you do? Nursing. Um, I went for my bachelor's at NKU. Fritz, Yay! So north. North up, um, girlfriend. Yep, and then I got my master's in nursing and my doctorate in nursing at University of Cincinnati. Oh, wow. So now I am. Very cool. Yeah, we yeah, need so a go, smart go nurse. You got a couple of hypochondriacs in the room here. I was going to say, we don't give your to. number to Jen. I, yeah, we got people that we, okay. we, we need to call, and it sounds like you're pretty sharp, so you may be our go-to there. Goodness. I'll be your nurse, although I do babies, mainly babies, but um, well, I can you, be your you'll nurse. be all set. Yeah, because <laughs> Tim makes a very valid point. Yeah. And I'm talking about myself. <laughs> Uh, as the assistant dean of nursing at ATA College, tell us about recruitment these days. Is it tough to lure people into the field? Uh, we actually have a big uh, nursing shortage. I mean, I feel like we're saying that always. Um, so we are having very full classes. There, are, We have, you know, an LPN program, an RN program, um, and a medical assisting program. Um, so we actually are, are, we have a lot of students coming in um, because we have a big need. In yeah, the, what do you country. think is the reason for that big need? Did did COVID did a lot quit? Well, you have COVID, right? And um, so a lot of the nurses are leaving the bedside. They just got uh, burnt pursuing, out. Yeah, either burned out, pursuing you know higher education. Um, but then you got to think we have the baby boomers uh, retiring, and so we have a huge influx of you know an older population. 
Um, so I think, you know, and people are sicker these days than we've ever been. Um, so, yeah, I think that's probably the, some of the reasons why we have such a need. Right. But the good news is they're coming because your classes are yes. full, right? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. And okay. We have a lot of good students at our college, and so... You'll, we'll have, we're, we're trying to make really good nurses. Yeah. Cool. Well, good. Uh, she also has an identical twin sister. Is she, yep. uh, is she also in the medical field? She is a high school science teacher. She's, she's smart. She has her bachelor's and her master's. And, um, but it was funny. So we both worked together um, at one point in undergrad. She was the, in the ER downtown um, oh, at UC. Yeah. And so, so she was the registration tech. And so she'd like register you, get your information. And I was the nurse aide. And so I'd go in with my scrubs, get their vitals. And then two seconds later, my identical twin would go in and oh, with like khakis funny. and a polo. And they'd just be like, wait a second. <laughs> wow, you what? changed fast. That's you changed, funny. yeah. Okay, you're taking my insurance and my vitals. What? What? <laughs> you're amazing. That's funny. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, so, well, uh, it, it was cute. We were, I was reading your application. It says, I, I have an amazing four-year-old daughter who is my very best friend, but don't worry. She said I can be your best friend, too. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> she is uh, the best thing that's happened to me. She's She just turned five, guys, January 14th. Happy All birthday. Right. Happy birthday. What's her name? Grace. Happy birthday, Grace. Grace. Love it. Yeah. You know, people did not, they told me, like, the twos and threes, that's going to be the hard time. No, she was fine. Four hit, and I was like, "Who is this child?" Amen. Like, I felt the exact same me. way. At four, <laughs> I think you realize you made a mini version of yourself, so you're constantly <laughs> just trying to rationalize with yourself, which there is no rationalization with yourself. No, no, no. and I can't discipline the me out of her. Right. Like. Same. I feel the exact same way. Well, we're happy to have yeah. you in the club, Brittany. I'm so excited. I've been listening since I was a teenager, and I'm 35, so I feel like I've kind of grown up listening to you guys you know as an adult so well it's good um, to have you yeah you got me through nursing school you got me through grad school <laughs> so, <laughs> we got you through childbirth all of it yeah, yes all of it <laughs> yeah, we'll try to get you through age five and six <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you please please yes. send some prayers and positive <laughs> if you need a parental <laughs> vent session just call me and i'll well, we can talk perfect if you need a nurse you know to call me yes awesome perfect all right thank yeah, have a great rest of your week. You guys. You too. Bye. So if you're a Jeff and Jen super fan and you want to join the club like Brittany, we want to recognize you for being a great Jeff and Jen fan. You can sign up now, WKRQ.com each day. We uh, select a best friend member of the day like Brittany. Yeah. And uh, we got we got something big coming up first week of February. Yeah. That I have not been authorized to talk about. No, but I'm excited about it. Yeah. It's going to be cool. Yep, that to look forward to. It's 16 after 9. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.